It's that Peggy Mom. Do, do, do. Boing, boing, boing. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of That Pagan Mom. My name is Erica Wren. I am your host, and as always, I am delighted that you are here with me. Before we get into the actual content and focus of the episode, I want to do a little house cleaning. The first agenda on our house cleaning list is a thank you and shout out to Dr. Stephen Waymeyer. His full bio is in the show notes, and there's also a link to his Academia EDU page and to a charity he work with, works with and supports. Um, but yeah, uh, just a quick, like I said, thank you to Dr. Waymeyer. I'd be lost without him. And I highly recommend checking out the papers he has on the Academia page because he's a good writer. He knows exactly what he is talking about. And, you know, Dr. Waymeyer gives good paper. So check him out. Uh, the other item on our house cleaning agenda is a small content warning. I am going to be talking about spiders. Now, this is not some, you know, in-depth coverage of their lives and behaviors. This is not real housewives of arachnophobia. This is just, you know, I'm I'm talking about Anansi. Anansi is a spider. I will use the S word repeatedly in this episode. If that's not something you want to hear, that's okay. I understand. Come back next week. You'll be missed, but you have to take care of yourself, right? So... Without any further ado, let's get into it. Anansi, the trickster spider, weaves tales of wit and wisdom, spinning webs of laughter and learning for all who stop and listen. Now, I said last week that all stories belong to Anansi, and it's true, you know, that hasn't changed in the last seven days. All stories still belong to Anansi. But I have to share with you, whenever I think that phrase, all I can imagine in my head is this giant half spider, half human librarian who is just done with all of humanity's shit. Just, I don't know why, but, you know, slightly annoyed librarian is, you know, kind of real. <laughs> and I just have this mental image of that, again, half spider, half human librarian standing on top of one of those large wooden card catalog chest situations, just flinging books at people. I, I just, that's what I imagine. And now you get to, now you get that mental image as well. Um, because again, cosmic library. <laughs> now we know that Anansi is the keeper of stories, right? We know that all stories belong to him, but before all stories belonged to Anansi, he was just a spider with tricks up all eight of his sleeves and big big plans. And, you know, word to the wise, you should never doubt a trickster, no matter how big they are. Because a clever mind has no limits. And you know what? Anansi is as clever as they come, which you're about to hear about. <laughs> the other thing I mentioned in the last episode was um, I mentioned how the goddess Bridget crossed traditions to stay with her people. And I would be remiss if I didn't let you know that Anansi did something very similar. You know, he may not have quote-unquote crossed traditions, but he did cross oceans and shift genders to stay with his people. And that's no small thing. You know, that's, that's, that's worthy of remembering. Now, today, as I said, I'm going to be talking about Anansi, 
specifically the part of his web that stretches from Ghana in Western Africa across the Atlantic, touching down in the Caribbean and then moving on to the southeastern United States. In Ghana, Anansi was and is a charming trickster whose stories involve eating pretty much everything he can get his little paws on. Do spiders have paws? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> anything he can get his little, his little tootsie toes on. Quick thinking, resourcefulness, and there's almost always a lesson tucked in as well. In the book, Tales of an Ashanti Father, author Peggy Apaya says, So well known is he that he has given his name to the whole rich tradition of tales on which Ghanaian children are brought up. Anansisem, or spider tales. Let me tell you, I fucking love the word anansisem. What a cool word. <laughs> like, I just, I'm, again, librarian that's half spider and half human who's handing out books gently to children being like, you'll love this. And this one, oh my gosh, this one is so great. And just, I don't know, it just makes me smile. Um, in another, in another life, I wanted to be a children's librarian. So like, you know, this makes me feel, feel ways, but the like good ways. So in Ghana, you know, Anansi was already part of a rich oral tradition. And when he got to the Caribbean islands, his tales took on a new role. You know, he was carried there on the tongues of victims of the transatlantic slave trade. And tales of his adventures helped to connect the people of the African diaspora as a community in, in ways that couldn't really be seen, but were absolutely felt and frankly are still felt to this day, again, all over the African diaspora. As a figure known for his innate ability to outsmart animals, spirits, and humans, Anansi served as both a symbol of resistance against oppression and a link to the past and to future generations. While I was looking at picture books about Anansi to share with y'all, and there are a ton of them, <laughs> I came across a wealth of stories about our favorite spider on sacred texts. The stories were compiled by Martha Warren Beckwith and were published as a collection called Jamaican Anansi Stories in 1924. Now, I'm going to link um, that sacred text, you know, um, in the show notes. Um, but I just want to sit for a second and think about the fact that she compiled this, this list of stories 100 years ago, and now you have access to them. And if that, if, if that doesn't speak in some way to the longevity of Anansi, I, I don't know what does. And honestly, he didn't stop there. He clearly didn't stop there because again, I'm talking about him. <laughs> Anansi moved you know, he took his stories and he moved from the Caribbean into the southeastern United States, specifically the low country or coastal plains and sea islands of North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, and Florida. But there he shifted from Anansi to Aunt Nancy or Aunt Nancy. As a central figure in Gullah Geechee folklore, her stories, like Anansi's in Ghana and the Caribbean, convey important moral lessons and cultural values. Now, while her gender had changed, uh, she still retained many of Anansi's qualities. But this time, those qualities were wrapped up in the guise of an older woman. And 
I just, <laughs> I need to tell you that when I was doing the research for this episode and I was looking up Aunt Nancy, um, the way she was described was just, just, just so beautiful. Like the way, the way she is depicted is very much like the concept of an older queen. Does that make sense? Um, you know, she's, she's usually portrayed wearing traditional, um, clothing from the Gullah Geechee, uh, culture, which includes, you know, very colorful head wraps and shirts, long dresses, aprons, and, you know, obviously the, the way she is described will shift depending on who's describing her or talking about her, but she's beautiful. Like the mental image I have of her, I can't even put into words and just, she just is lovely. You know, you know what I mean? Like the way, the same way that, you know, Helen Mirren or Angela Bassett is beautiful. You can't argue it. It's just like this, this air of, you know, knowledge and power that just makes you go, oh, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? That is Aunt Nancy. Now, I mentioned a bit ago, right, that stories of Anansi are in pages of well-loved books all over the world. And that makes sense because as I said in the last um, episode, you know, quote from Dr. Waymeyer, Africa is all over the world. Africa is everywhere. The African diaspora covers the entire planet. Um, you know, so Anansi and Aunt Nancy, oop, I bumped the microphone. Anansi and Aunt Nancy are in books everywhere, all over the world. But my first encounter with Anansi specifically came to me, <laughs> not from a children's book, but from the book American Gods by Neil Gaiman. It's either Gaiman or Gaiman. I always say his last name wrong. Um, but anyway, it, it, it was in his book American Gods. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you. I found Mr. Nancy from the book incredibly interesting, but I already work with a trickster deity and I'll talk more about that in April. Um, I already work with a trickster deity. So I was like, I don't, I'm not deeping it. I'm not diving into the, what is clearly deep history of Mr. Nancy. <laughs> like not for nothing. Fuck that noise. I've already got a trickster in my life. I don't need another. Um, and you know, but it, he was so interesting. And then in the show, American Gods, um, he was portrayed by Orlando Jones and beautiful portrayal. Just such a, such a good job. Um, and, you know, so he, he was, he was an American Gods of the book and then on the silver screen. And again, I found him interesting, but opted to just not, <laughs> not go any further. But that's not the first Anunsisum I got. Ugh. Love that word. Now, the first Anunsisem that I ever heard was told to me via audiobook uh, at the recommendation of Dr. Waymeyer. Again, thank you, Dr. Waymeyer. Um, and it was audio, it was an audiobook recording by Denzel Washington, and the music was done by UB40. Now, hand to the gods, <laughs> Denzel Washington could read me the dictionary and I would just sit there happily because. He has, he has such a good voice. He gives good voice, right? And he can act. So it's you know, good across the board. He's a good storyteller. But there was something especially magical about hearing him tell the story about how Anansi won all stories from Tiger, which by the way, is um, another 
version of the story of how Anansi won stories from Sky God, right? They're, they're, they, they both tell the story um, just in slightly different ways. Um, now, I'm going to put a link to the Listening Library and Rabbit Ears audiobook that I'm talking about in the show notes. Uh, just heads up, it's an Amazon link because everybody can access that, right? Um, but check your local libraries before you buy anything from Amazon, okay? Because we, I understand that this is a capitalist hellscape, right? But capitalism sucks. And if you can support your local library, you do it absolutely do it and you know you can do that by physically going into the library and checking out books about Anansi or audiobooks they might have them on CD or something um, or you can go online and check your library's website and then download them via Libby always 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 use Libby instead of Kindle because Libby is free and it shows that you're using your library <laughs> right and you can access libraries that are not local to you on Libby. Um, if you maybe pay for uh, a library card from a different area, like Brooklyn, you can buy a Brooklyn, or you can purchase, I guess, um, a Brooklyn library card if you don't live in New York City, and then you'll have access to their copy of, you know, Denzel Washington uh, telling some stories about Anansi, right? So again, support your local library because Anansi is the, you know, the keeper of all the stories. All stories are his. Thus, he is the cosmic librarian. Thus, supporting your local libraries is support of Anansi. I don't make the rules. I mean, I did just make this up, but I don't make the rules. <laughs> okay? So, support your libraries and support Anansi. All the cool kids are doing it. This is the best kind of peer pressure. Now, back to Anansi's stories. I'm going to be honest with you. I was going to read you... Um, a story about Anansi. And then I was like, or I could read a story about Aunt Nancy. Um, I actually found one that I really liked about Aunt Nancy. Can you hear my kid yelling in the background? That's fun. Uh, sorry. Then now you know I'm, you know, I really am a mom. Anyway, um, <laughs> I was going to read the story about Aunt Nancy and the Haint. Well, one of the stories about Aunt Nancy and the Haint and how she, um, tricks the haint uh, a haint is a spirit like a, like a vengeful spirit as she outsmarted it and sent it away but then i was like i'm not going to read you i'm not going to read you the stories i'm going to tell you about some of the anansi stories that you can look up and read and then we can you know and then we can have cool ideas that revolve around those stories right that i'll cover here in a bit now some of the most popular Anansi stories um, that you're going to find in, 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 in Ghana, right? Some of the most popular Ghanaian stories of Anansi or Anansasem are, you know, Anansi and the Pot of Wisdom, which is when he outsmarts adversaries by convincing them to contribute valuable items to a communal pot. And then he ends up claiming you know, and he says that those that will make them wise. And then he claims all of the wisdom for himself and hides it under his hat. Um, you could do Anansi and the Moss Covered Rock, which also shows up in um, Jamaican stories of Anansi as well, I believe. Um, and it's, you know, he discovers a magical rock that grants wishes. And then he tricks various animals into touching the rock and making wishes. And then the wishes end up backfiring on all the animals. Um there's Anansi and the Turtle's Feast, which you will find Anansi and some kind of turtle story in Jamaican folklore and in Gullah Geechee stories and folklore. 
Um, and it's, you know, again, with the eating. Remember when I said that Anansi gets invited to a feast? <laughs> and he's like, no, no, I can't make it. Invite, invite your wife instead. And then Anansi sneaks in, eats all the food, and then the turtle's wife gets blamed for it, which, rude. Um, Anansi and the Sky God, which I mentioned a, a few minutes ago, um, the story of how he became, you know, the owner of all the stories, how he became the keeper of stories, um, is he wanted them so he made a bet with the sky god or with tiger that's the version that Denzel Washington tells and he made a bet and he had to do a series of things that in and involves capturing dangerous creatures and stuff and through his cunning and trickery he was able to you know complete the tasks and thus became the keeper of stories um and then there's Anansi and the five. Anansi's five sons each possess unique, you know, skills and qualities. And when they go out into the world to make their fortunes, Anansi advises them to work together. But, you know, his sons being siblings, they argue and, you know, fight and try to figure out whose skills are the most important. And through that bickering, they fail to achieve success until they finally realize we have to work together. So, you know, we've got the lessons, we've got the, the tales. Um, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the stories of Anansi or Aunt Nancy, again, involve the, the trickery and the cunning and the eating of food and, you know, the, the, the getting one over and winning bets and things like that. Um, and I think, I think that's fun. And especially it's fun for kids because, you know, these stories make them laugh and they make them think, and I'm an adult and these stories make me laugh and make me think like, um, in the story of Aunt Nancy and the Haint that I'm going to just give a brief synopsis of instead of reading to you. Um, you know, Haint comes to her house and is like, I'm, this is my house now, old lady. And she's like, how about we make a deal? You know, I will, I'll make a bet with you. And if you can complete these three tasks, you can have my, my house and I will leave it to you. Uh, but if you can't, if you lose, I get to keep the house and you go away and you never bother me or my community ever again. Right. And the tasks are, she has the haint has to sweep her floor, but the broom he has to use is made completely of spider webs and he can't hold on to it well enough. The haint can't hold on to it well enough to sweep the floor. Uh, so they fail that. And then the second uh, task is that he has to get some water from a well, but he has to do it with a sieve or a colander and he can't because of the holes, the water drains out. And then the third task, which is finally when the haint figures out, oh, I, I, I'm being, I was set up to fail. I've been outsmarted. Um, Aunt Nancy is like, hey, I want you to capture the moonlight in this jar for me. And, you know, the haint obviously realizes he's been beat and, you know, skedaddles. Um, so there's that. There's a similar version to that, I believe. Uh, um, it's a story of <laughs> Aunt Nancy and the devil if I remember correctly. Um, I know there's the story of her and, um, yeah, it's, it's the sort, there's a story of her with fire and one with the turtle again, but yeah, there's Aunt Nancy and the devil. It's a tale of how she outwits him by challenging, challenging him to various contests of wit and skill. And then she's the winner, which as I was saying this, all I can think about is that song, the devil went down to Georgia uh, you know, Georgia is part of the area where Aunt Nancy is from. So I have to wonder if the devil went down to Georgia was actually, um, you know, a 
retelling of Aunt Nancy defeating the devil. Huh. That's, that's something to think about. Uh, and that's a song I grew up on, right? So now I'm sitting here like, huh, okay. Um, so yeah, we've got, we've got stories of, you know, of Aunt Nancy and Anansi in, like I said, in Ghana, in the Caribbean, specifically in Jamaica, um, Trinidad and Tobago, I believe. Um, but obviously Jamaica, because we know from the compiled stories that there are some in Jamaica. I say some, they're a lot um, in Jamaica. And then here in, you know, the U.S., specifically in the low country and sea islands. But, you know, I live in New York City and we have a very large Caribbean population here. So I'm sure that there are stories of the Nancy that are told here in New York City, right? Um, why wouldn't there be? <laughs> I'm in New York City and I'm telling one, which actually brings me to another um, thing that I learned recently about Anansi, um, uh, and I actually got to share this with um, some friends of ours yesterday. Uh, it snowed yesterday, and so I took Haggis to the park, and we hung out with our friends Petra and Abby. Um, Petra is also a listener, so hello, Petra. Hello, Abby. We love you. Um, but we were talking, and Haggis wanted to give them Valentine's. He gave them little Valentine's Day cards, and they happened to be Spider-Man themed. And when um i was like and this is important because haggis loves spider-man and a couple like a week or two ago when i was looking up info about spider-man and like merchandise and stuff um i discovered that uh in the marvel universe it is canon since the late 80s like the 19 oh, the 1980s early late 80s early 90s that anansi is the uh, entity from which all Spider-Man type powers come from, both Peter Parker's and Miles Morales's. Uh, Miles Morales is actually the Spider-Man that Haggis loves the most. Um, and they're both from New York City. So yeah, <laughs> uh, Anansi is part of pop culture and he, whether we know it or not, Anansi is part of pop culture and he is both in Ghana and the Caribbean and the, you know, the low country and sea islands and, and, and New York, in New York city. So that's kind of cool. Um, Anansi is everywhere. And again, all stories belong to Anansi. And, you know, one of the things that I wanted to do, one of my plans for this podcast was to give you ideas on how you could, you know, do things with your kids based on the whatever the overarching theme of the episode or month was, right? And we talked about that in um, previous episodes. And that's not any different today. Like I sat down and I looked on Pinterest for ideas on how, um, you know, you could do crafts or, you know, make recipes or things like that, that were Anansi or spider, <laughs> spider based. And I do actually have a Pinterest a little Pinterest, like sub board, whatever. Um, I have a that pagan mom Pinterest board for craft ideas and stuff um, that I will always link in the show notes because I'm always going to have a new board for you. And there's specifically an Anansi folder. Um, and it's just kind of spider related things. Um, but I, I have a few ideas of things you could do with your kids um, to talk about Anansi. Um, the first, and I think this is the most fun, <laughs> is 
you know, it's it's a head nod to the oral tradition of, you know, that Anansi comes from. And it's literally telling the stories of Anansi. So maybe go to your library or, you know, go online, whatever. Check out a book about Anansi. Tell the kids a story. And then have them act the story out for you, right? Put on, like, for family night. Have the kids do the story and be the different characters. They can do that by dressing up as the characters. You can make, like, a like a spider mask out of a paper plate, you know, color it bat black or glue black construction paper to it, cut out some eyes, make legs out of construction paper and have them wear it on their face as a mask, right? They can do that. You can have them make sock puppets or like, you know, paper lunch bag puppets, things like that. You can actually, you could look and see if you can find little printouts of spiders. I might I might try and draw one up, but I'm not going to promise. Um, but like little spiders or, you know, like like the, the mossy rock story, right? You could do a spider and a rock and like different animals touching it and like, ooh, you know, and put those on popsicle sticks. So it's like little puppets. Um, so you could do that and just have a storytelling circle. And, you know, if you have really little kids and they aren't great at acting, you know what you can do as a way to talk about Anansi? Are you ready? <laughs> itsy Bitsy Spider. Now, I'm not saying that it's the Itsy Bitsy Spider or Incy Weensy Spider, depending on where you are, because um, it's diff it's said different ways, depending on where you live. Um, I'm not saying that that story is about Anansi, but I'm not saying it's not about Anansi. I'm saying that if you want to sing that song and do the hand movements or print out little puppets for your kids to do and act out the story of the itsy bitsy or eensy weensy spider as a way to honor Anansi, you can absolutely do that. Nobody's going to stop you, right? <laughs> and if somebody tries to tell you that you can't do it, you, you, you send them to me and I will tell them to uh, fuck off and argue with their mom because we don't care, right? Um, so yeah, you can do that. Something else you can do is you can actually, um, you can do like, <laughs> this is so silly. I'm going to do it with my kid as soon as I'm done with this episode uh, recording it. You can get some like chocolate sandwich cookie, any color sandwich cookies for that matter, but chocolate sandwich cookies like Oreos or, you know, Storios. Um, and you get those and then you get the skinny little pretzel sticks, the little ones, not the big, big honking ones, like a finger width. No, the little ones. And you get eight of those and you cram them into the sandwich cookie. So they look like spider legs sticking out. And you can do dollops of chocolate for eyes. And there you have a little Anansi and they can eat them. Um, or you can make those Anansis and then again with the paper plates, right? Get a paper plate. Obviously set the Anansis to the side, but then get a paper plate and use liquid glue and make a spider web on a paper plate and then cover it in salt. And then once that dries, right, do not put the Anansi on it yet. Once that dries, <laughs> so give it 24 hours, you can have the kids use um, watercolor paints or like watered down, really watered down acrylics. And they can touch colors of paint to the spider's web. And then they can, you know, eat their Anansi spiders and talk about the spider webs and, you know, how spiders weaving webs um, are like, that's a term that people use for spinning a yarn or spinning a web is telling stories, right? So that's something you can do. Um, something else you can do, uh, if you don't want to use Oreo cookies, <laughs> you can use uh, the bigger Reese's peanut butter, or the smaller, but Reese's peanut butter cups, right? Cram the sticks in there. My kid's favorite candy is Reese's peanut butter cups. So we've got a ton of them in the mini size and the large size in our kitchen. Um, so we will be doing that. I will be 
cramming them in there. We also have Storios, you know. Uh, by the way, the Oreos from uh, Aldi are delicious and kosher. So I don't keep kosher, but we have friends who do. So we try to have snacks that are kosher so we can share. Um, so yeah, so those are some ideas of things you can do. I have other ideas that I can't think of right now, um, but you know, <laughs> I'm sure will come to me. But these are things that you can do. You know, you can tell the stories. You can listen to the Charlie Daniels song, The Devil Went Down to Georgia. You can do these crafts. Um, but if, if nothing else, right, I, I want you to, hell, you can read Spider-Man comics. If nothing else, I just want you to remember Anansi and remember that he is the keeper of stories, right? Now, I ended last week's episode by asking what stories Anansi would tell about you. Today, I have another question for you. What stories will you tell about Anansi? How will you use the example of Anansi and Aunt Nancy's continued cultural relevance and shape-shifting to uplift yourself, your family, and your community? Also, how will you support your libraries? <laughs> Thank you for listening. Remember that you are amazing, that I love your fucking guts, and that supporting your local libraries is a way to support your entire community, to support every community. Have an awesome rest of your day and blessed be.